You are now listening to The Weekly Books, a podcast by Comicron Media Production. Thank you for tuning. Please tell friends and family about us. Hello everyone and welcome to The Weekly Books. This is the podcast where we dive deep into the world of literature and anything bookish. So this week we're still diving deep into the reading strategies. If you didn't check the previous parts we are which are so important to this episode today, then I strongly recommend you go back and check those previous episodes. I'm your host Kamin Crown and for a couple of weeks we've been diving into effective reading and study strategies. At the end of the day, all of us are student for life. You might be doing some research or you just reading and this is a very vital process and something that you will appreciate in the long run. Okay, so this week we're heading into the fourth part of this process. It's been an extensive one. For me when we started this process I thought ah that was going to be like a three week thing or a two week thing but I came to realize that this is a whole lot of process. And I love to go slowly. I love to take my time while I take you through this process because I don't want to rush you or I don't want to go speedy without you getting something along the way. If you're new to our podcast, please take a few minutes and readers subscribe and share this episode to friends and family. Now, without further ado, today we're looking at the post reading reflection. After reading a book, what do you do? Do you just close the book? Yay, I'm done. Or how do you approach the post reading process? Now, today we're just emphasizing the significance of reflection after completing a reading session. Just after a short reiki reiki welcome back reflection after completing a reading session holds significant importance for several reasons contributing to a deeper understanding improved retention and personal growth here are some key reasons highlighting the significance of reflecting on your reading the number one reason is consolidation of information reflection allows you to consider and process the information you've just read so if you take a moment to review and mentally summarize the material that will reinforce your understanding of key concept come to think about it number 2 is enhanced comprehension reflecting on what you've read helps solidify the main ideas and their connection understanding the material at a deeper level contributes to an improved overall comprehension number 3 identification of key takeaways reflecting prompts you to identify and articulate the main takeaways from the reading and it also clarifies the most important points which uh thereafter reinforces their significance in your memory number 
is the application of the knowledge you've gathered or read from the material. Reflections provide an opportunity to consider how the information can be applied in a real-life scenario. You can also apply knowledge to practical situations, which will enhance its relevance and utility. Number 5. Critical Thinking Development Reflecting on the material encourages critical thinking. So, you can analyze the author's arguments, assess the evidence presented, and form your own various opinions, which is very healthy, and exercising your brain. Recognition of knowledge gaps becomes our number six. If you reflect, it can help you recognize areas where your understanding may be incomplete so you can go back and fill those tiny little gaps identifying knowledge gaps allow you to seek additional information or revisit specific sections for the clarification number seven integration with existing knowledge connect new information with your existing knowledge base so if you're reflecting on how the material relates to what you already know fosters a more integrated and holistic understanding number eight retention improvement actively reflecting on the material enhances memory retention that means the act of mentally reviewing and summarizing information strengthens the neural pathways associated with that kind of knowledge Number 9. Self-assessment of learning progress. Reflection serves as a self-assessment tool. To gauge your learning process, you can evaluate how well you've grasped the material and whether your further review or exploration is going to be needed. Number 10. Personalization of learning. Reflecting allows you to personalize your learning experience. You can relate the material to your own experience, making it more meaningful and memorable. Number 11. Enhance Metacognition Metacognition involves thinking about one's own thinking process and reflecting on your reading habits and strategies promotes metacognitive awareness helping you to refine your approach to future readings. Number 12. Preparation for discussion and sharing. Reflection prepares you for discussion with peers or sharing insights with others. It enhances your ability to articulate your thoughts and engage in meaningful conversation about material. Number 13. Cultivation of lifelong learning habits. Regular reflection contributes to the development of lifelong learning habits. The habit of reflecting on what you've read fosters continuous intellectual growth and curiosity. Number 14. Emotional and personal connection. Reflecting allows for the exploration of emotional response to the material. Connecting emotionally with the content can make the reading experience more enriching and memorable. And the beauty of reflecting into your reading routine is a valuable practice that goes beyond the act of reading itself. 
it transforms reading into a more active and intentional learning process, contributing to a long-term knowledge retention and personal development. So uh, let us look at the techniques for summarizing and synthesizing information. Summarizing and synthesizing information involves uh, distilling key ideas, concepts and details from a source and uh, combining them in a coherent and condensed form. And we're just gonna discuss a couple techniques for effective summarization and synthesis. To begin with summarizing techniques, number one is identify the main idea. Determine the central theme or thesis of the source material. The main idea encapsulates the core message or argument. Number two, focus on key points. Identify key points supporting details and evidence that contribute to the main idea. Prioritize information based on its relevance and significance. If it's not important, drop it along the way so you can have a lot more lighter process. Number three, use your own words. Rewriting the information in your own words to demonstrate understanding. That's what we're talking about. Avoid copying directly from the source to ensure a genuine summary. Number four, condense information. Eliminate redundant or repetitive details. Condense information without losing the essence of original content. Number five, paraphrase effectively. Practice paraphrasing by expressing the author's ideas using different words and sentence and structure to ensure that the meaning remains intact. Number six, outline the structure. Create a brief outline that mirrors the structure of the source material. Organize key points in a logical sequence. Number seven, focus on essential details. Identify essential details that contribute directly to the main idea. Omit less critical information to maintain consciousness. Number eight, use bullet points or list whichever works best for you and present key points in a bullet point format or as a numbered list this format enhances clarity and readability number nine captures the author's tone consider the author's tone and style when summarizing aim to convey the original tone while condensing the information number ten include supporting examples integrate supporting examples or evidence that reinforce the main points examples provide context and add that to the summary number two is synthesizing techniques identify relations determine how different ideas and concepts within the source material relate to each other identify patterns connections and overarching themes. Number two, compare and contrast. Explore similarities and differences between ideas. Highlight how concepts complement or contrast with each other. Number three, integrate multiple sources. If synthesizing information from various sources, find commonalities and differences. 
integrate diverse perspectives to create a comprehensive synthesis. Number three, generate new insights. Go beyond information provided in the source to generate new insights or perspectives. Combine ideas to form a unique perspective or interpretation. Number five, organize information logically. Develop a logical structure for representing synthesized information. Ensure that the synthesis flows smoothly and is easy to follow. Number six, use transition phrases. Enjoy transition phrases to signal connection between ideas, words like furthermore, however, or conversely, help maintain the coherence. Number seven, create concept maps or diagrams. Visualize the relationships between ideas using concept maps or diagrams. Visualize representation can enhance understanding and highlight connections. Number eight, explore cause and effect. Consider cause and effect relationship between ideas. Analyze how one concept leads to or influence another. Number nine, Summarize synthesized information. Once you've synthesized information, create a concise summary that captures the integrated concepts. Ensure that this summary reflects the relationship you've identified. Number 10. Seek feedback. Share your synthesis with peers or instructors to gain feedback. External perspective can help refine and improve the synthesis. Both summarizing and synthesizing are valuable skills that contribute to effective communication and understanding of information. By practicing these techniques, you can enhance your ability to distill and combine information from various sources, highlight the benefits of discussing and teaching material to someone else. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we back, we shall discuss the benefits of discoursing or teaching the material to somebody else. Welcome back. Discussing or teaching material to someone else offers numerous benefits, both for the person doing the teaching and for the listener. So here are just a couple of advantages of teaching a material or sharing the knowledge with someone else. Number one is reinforcement of learning. Teaching requires a rough understanding of the material. By explaining concept to somebody else, you reinforce your own understanding and knowledge. Number two, identification of gaps in knowledge. Teaching can reveal areas where your understanding is less solid. Come to think of it, if you struggle to explain a concept clearly, it indicates a potential gap in your knowledge. Number three, enhance retention. The act of teaching often involves repetition and rehearsal. This repetition can contribute to improved memory retention of the material. Number four, development of communication skills. Teaching hones your ability to communicate complex ideas in a clear and concise manner. It improves your verbal communication skills and helps you articulate thoughts effectively. Number five, application of knowledge. Teaching also forces you to think about how the material can be applied in different contexts or scenarios 
and that's a whole lot of experience that you will gain along the way. So, applying knowledge to real-world situations depends your understanding of its practical implications. Number 6. Building confidence. Successfully teaching others boost your confidence in your knowledge and communication abilities. Confidence is a key factor in effective learning and professional development. Number 7. Engagement and active learning. Engaging in discussion or teaching requires active participation, preventing passive learning. Actively involving yourself in the material promotes a deeper understanding. Number eight, receiving feedback. Teaching allows you to receive feedback from others. So questions or challenges from your audience can help you refine your understanding and correct misconceptions. Number nine, different perspectives. Have you ever thought about having different perspective on a common or single idea? That's a powerful thing. So teaching to others exposes you to different perspectives and interpretations of the material. Discussion with others can broaden your understanding and provide alternative viewpoints. Number 10. Collaborative learning. Teaching and discussing material with others can create a collaborative learning environment. Remember, everyone involved can contribute a unique insights, fostering a richer learning experience. Number 11. Motivation and Accountability When you are responsible for teaching or explaining material, it can motivate you to stay on top of your studies. Like I like staying on top of things. The accountability of helping others can drive your commitment to learning. Maybe a lifelong learning thing. And then number 12. Preparation for assessment. Teaching material is an effective way to prepare for exams or assessment. It encourages you to actively recall helping you to retrieve and reinforce information from memory. Number 13. Cementing concepts through teaching. Teaching requires you to break down complex concepts into simpler explanations. This solidifies your understanding and ensures clarity in your own mind. Number 14. Leadership and interpersonal skills. These are very unique and special skills that if you have had there, you are on the spotlight. Teaching develops leadership and interpersonal skills. It enhances your ability to guide and support others in their learning journey. Number 15. Long-term retention. The benefits of teaching extends beyond short-term retention. The effort put into teaching often leads to better long-term retention of the material. So whether you're discussing material with peers, leading a study group, or formally teaching a topic, the act of explaining concept to others can significantly enhance your learning experience and contribute overall academic and professional development. Well, that's it for today's episode. And thank you so much for joining me into this wonderful, effective reading and study tip episode. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you took something home and I wish I really wish you share this episode with friends and family. And please, come support us. You can leave us a review or subscribe on Spotify and listen to our episode on various podcast players. That way, 
we will be so much grateful because your support means the world to us. Until then, we catch up with a brand new episode on the weekly books. Break a leg and happy reading as you turn those beautiful pages one after another. I'll see you there next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Journal from anywhere you're getting your podcast. Please tell friends and family about us.